Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am Bridget Magnus and this is the Vegas Video Network. Now be sure to go to send in your questions to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. Be sure to watch all the other cool shows on this network too, either here at vegasvideonetwork.com or on iTunes, your choice. We've got a terrific show. We're going to talk about real estate with a Vegas twist, and we are going to start with the Friday figures. All right, the number of available units is staying very solidly in this little range here. This week it's 14,613 availables. Median price on houses remains solid at 135,000. Condos and townhomes, median price is only 62,000. We did have a jump in the number of foreclosures available to 3,358. Median price on those at 100,000. Short sales, 6,560 of them at a median price of 110. We do have 4,690 non-distressed properties and the price on those did jump just a tweak to $178,000. Good news, I think. In the last 30 days, we have closed 3,895 units. The median sales price was 111,000. Median list price 115,000. Not a time for lowball offers here in Vegas. We do, in addition, have 13,661 contingent and pending units waiting to close, mostly short sales, as I'm sure you can imagine. Um, we do have 3,907 rentals at a price of 1,100 per month on a median. There are um, 2,356 new leases, which is the median price of 1,150. So we do have a very, very slim supply of rentals available. Now, as far as the news goes, I thought I would start with the fact that mortgage rates, believe this or not, down an eighth straight week to 4.49. I did the math. Um, the payment on a median price house in Vegas could be as little as $650 per month. This is crazy. It cannot continue. Um, the feds are getting tough with loan servicers on the HAMP program. Um, they are trying to make it work for more people, and they have stopped payments to three of the biggest of big banks until they get their act together with this program. And some good news, the uh, mortgage delinquency rate in Vegas is down. Hopefully that means that we will have a slowdown in the number of foreclosures. Now, I managed to find an absolute miraculous thing this week. Now, you know I've shown you places in the northwest of town, in north town, on the east side, on the southwest. Some of you have got to be asking, but Bridget, what about some of the places people want to live? What about Henderson? What about Anthem? And what about Summerlin? I found a median-priced Summerlin home. This little beauty is $135,000. It is um, practically across the street from Palo Verde High School. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. All depends on you. Built in the year 2000, it is 1,309 square feet. Um, it was built by party, so it is a good solid home. Um, the one thing that is a big drawback is it is a two-bedroom with a den. So how about we get inside and take a look? All right, we've got this lovely little ledge here for your keys and whatnot. There's your TV nook. And we're going to swing around, show you there's a window on the outside wall before we go off to the kitchen. 
Not the world's biggest kitchen, but entirely serviceable, and it does have all the appliances, a little bit of a pantry, gas, cooking. Um, the yard is not much to speak about, but it is a yard. We've got cute little windows, so it's going to let in plenty of light over the course of the day. Yeah, good look at that yard. Like I say, not much to talk about, but it is a yard. It's a um, 4,500 square foot lot, by the way. So let's uh, head off towards the rest of the house here. We can start with a little um, coat closet up front. There you go. And apparently I got lost. There's that little study. No door or anything, no closet. We've got a little pantry here off to the side, a little nook for I don't even know what, but I'm sure it's useful. And off to the master bedroom. Big slider going out to your deck. Good size closet. I just wanted to show off those drapes because they are there. And now a quick peek into the bathroom, which does have a very nice sized tub for a house this size, double sinks. Basically, the punch list of features. You know, you say, I, I want a, a double sinks in my bathroom. Well, this one's got them. Here is the uh, smaller of the bedrooms. It still has a decent closet, little window, and an odd painting that I don't think is coming with the house. There is the second bathroom, very serviceable, and that's pretty much what you got there. So, okay, 135,000 for a 1,300 square foot house, but it is all about location, location, and finally, location. So we're gonna take a quick break for station identification before we come back with real advice. No pressure. Hi, I'm... <laughs> Hi, I'm Dennis Silvers from, can't think of the name of my damn show, Golf and Other Four Letter Words, and you're watching the Vegas Video Network, I think. I never get that many takes. <laughs> you're still watching the Vegas Video Network and the show is called Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I'm Bridget Magnus and it is time for real advice. Today we are going to be talking about the most dangerous time of the escrow period, the last week. It's the ninth inning, the bases are full, you're expecting things to happen and they're not going to. Well, they will, but it's not going to be what you expect. Magnus's law is that something will go wrong in the last week of escrow, and nine times out of ten, it will have something to do with the mortgage. So your contract's signed, your inspections are done, you've already looked through all the HOA documents, you're looking forward to signing and getting done, you're looking forward to moving in or moving out, as the case may be, you're looking forward to uh, cashing your check or making repairs, whichever applies to you, and then stuff happens. What is stuff? Uh, stuff is delays with your loan documents. Stuff is the si financial situation of the buyer changing. Stuff can be appraisal issues, something breaks. There are lots of little things that can go wrong, but let's talk about how to avoid them and what to do about them. Now, you're not going to like this next part. The best way to avoid these problems is to make sure that you've got a good realtor and a good mortgage person at the beginning of the transaction. 
One little word of advice here. Um, bank employees are salaried. They are going to get their check regardless of whether or not your mortgage closes. Mortgage brokers work on commissions. They don't get paid until your home closes. Of course, the bad news is that you know some of them do want to inflate their commission, so to do be on the lookout for that. But as far as making sure that just plain stuff gets done, do consider talking to a mortgage broker. Um, the other thing is that make sure that your realtor and your loan officer are communicating with each other. Make sure that, you know, if they have worked together, they already know one another's contact information. Otherwise, make sure that each one has the phone number and email of the other. This will save you an unknown number of headaches. Uh, if your realtor or your loan person say they need some documents or some things with your signature on them, take care of them right away. The sooner the better. It will help avoid problems and lost documents later. Remember that the numbers in your purchase offer are important, particularly the dates. Do everything in your power to make sure things happen on time. If you've got 10 days to do your property inspection, try to get it done in five. It will really solve problems later. Uh, next thing, and this one is unfortunately directly from Carrie Phillips, a great loan officer. Don't do anything that changes your financial situation. This includes quitting your job, buying a car, opening a big line of credit, all of that kind of stuff. Be, be aware that they're going to pull your credit report before closing and you don't want anything to happen. Another one that I've personally encountered, do not make any cash deposits into any of your, your uh, bank accounts. If, if you have a garage sale and make 200 bucks, put the 200 bucks in your pocket. It's easier than trying to explain it to the mortgage people. Now, one of the things that might happen is there might be issues with your appraisal. Keep in mind there are things you can do about this. Um, if it's low, you can try to renegotiate the price or you can make up the difference with your down payment. If there are repairs required before close, you can try to get the seller to pay for them or you can agree to put enough funds into escrow before close to cover repairing them after close. It's an idea that you need to be aware you can do. Um, do be aware that you have a very limited ability to walk away from the transaction at this point. Chances are very good that if in, you're in the last week of escrow and something bad happens and you decide to walk away, you will probably lose your earnest money deposit. This is almost always over $1,000, and I don't know anybody who can afford to you know, burn up $1,000 and get nothing for it in return. The last suggestions that I have for you, and this is really the most important one, have patience. This too will pass. <laughs> so then, I would very much like to thank you for having watched Getting Real Estate in Vegas. Do send those questions, problems, and suggestions into gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com and watch shows like golf and other four-letter words on the Vegas Video Network or via iTunes. If you have a personal real estate question, 
go ahead and look up my contact information at BridgetMagnus.com where you'll find even more information about what's going on in the Vegas real estate market. Otherwise, have a great weekend and I will see you next week. Thank you.